Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 19th of January. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. And that person played more Marvin Bagley than I did. I I had a mistake. I, uh, I thought I could late swap onto him. He was in the first game. So also... I don't know what went wrong. I was like two minutes before lock. I was like, wow, what happened to my like 80% Marvin Bagley? I remember that I still have him as like projecting for 34 points. Why do I not have him? Anyway, something got way too cute at some point and I didn't notice it yesterday. Don't get too cute. Don't, don't miss the best play on the slate. You will lose. Uh, okay. So for today, we've got a couple of different clues where the best play on the slate might be. Number one, LaMelo ball back to playing pretty full minutes on pace for 35 before the blowout last time. And so let's look at who this hurts the most with LaMelo on the court. P.J. Washington, minus four in 300 minutes. Brandon Miller, minus 10 in 200 minutes. These guys are not thankful he is back and you should lower their projections. They're not going to get their work. Even guys like, I mean, this is not enough minutes for Cody Martin, but basically anybody who used to take a shot for the, the Hornets, not taking as many shots anymore. Um, and then we, of course, have the news that I waited long enough to get. We, I mean, we have Wembenyama out already, but everybody knows what that is. That's basically just, is Zach Collins back or not? But something people are misinterpreting for is Atlanta. So Trey, Trey Young is out. So with Trey out, we have, I mean, you guys all know about DeJounte Murray, but did you know, higher differential per minute for Sadiq Bey. So anyway, Jalen Hunter or Jalen Johnson, I think Hunter's still out. So Jalen Johnson, Sadiq Bey, DeJounte Murray all look a lot better. You should play them today, probably. Let's look at the, where do we have them for? I think I added a rule today for them. Yeah, or it's an old rule. You guys probably remember my wings rule. So Bay Hunter, Bogdan, but this rule is now Bay, Bogdan, and Jalen Johnson, max two out of three. So, and then I take both of them. Like, so I think only two out of three of these guys close maybe. Um, you know, not not 100%. They could go really small and, and close with both of them. But I think probably just, two out of three, or at least two out of three of them have a great day. You don't have to fork it if you don't want to, but generally speaking, I think somebody could still lay a dud. These guys are all shooters, you know what I mean? So that's my general reasoning for leaving the two out of three in there. And that's just a two out of three for Jalen Johnson, Bogdan, and Bay. DeJounte is going to get his regardless, and it's not shooting based. So those are the guys you got to have. And then I think I have... I don't have a fork or anything with Capella and a Kongwu. They've been playing alongside, and that's a, a reasonable outcome. I'm not going to have very much of them either. Yeah, I'm just matching the field, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so who does that make core today? Well, we're going to assume Trey Jones is starting and get, gets non-popped minutes. So Trey Jones, LaMelo Ball, Sadiq Bey, uh, DeJounte. Those are your three best plays of the day. It's not really that close with DeJounte. I think, so I like Bay just because the field's not on him. Why is he 9%? It's just absurd. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't start. Is that what that's about? I don't care. I mean, like, if anything, that makes him more blowout proof. This game's right on the borderline now. 6.7 point spread. So I recommend that that's a perfect time for correlation picks. First of all, you can check out, uh, put, put, put a correlation pick over here as well. So I'm taking the overs just in case the game does stay close because obviously Jalen Johnson, DeJounte Murray, Sadiq Bey, you just heard me make the case for that. And if it's close, well, probably on the other team, the guys who score the points will be the guys who score the points. Okay. Um, that No offense to the big guy. I'm aware Bam is in there as well, but Bam has some actual competition. And the I, I think it's easier for the wings to get in on the wings of Atlanta than it is for 
Bam to hammer it home on Capella or Okongwu, these relatively big and strong guys that I am aware of. Okay, besides that, it's going to be hard to get to anybody on this slate. Do I? Have, where's the next guy? We got like Sohan. So you're going to have a lot of Spurs because Wemby is out. You're going to have a lot of um, Charlotte. Well, you're just going to have Lamelo because Lamelo is back. Um, and then you're going to have Wendell Carter Jr. played kind of a lot off the bench, but it's another spot. It's a little bit firmer than GG Jackson was. Like, uh, it's not just one game. But if he's still coming off the bench and it's Goga starting, I don't know. You might still, I, I'm still not sure where we're at. Might might be a forking situation. Vassell obviously looks better without um, Wembenyama in, but I'm going to cap him at 30% going forward. It's not going to affect this run. We're already at 30%. It shouldn't change anything. I don't know. Maybe it does. Chuma Okiki. That's something that Saber Sim's on right now that I, I, I think Chuma Okiki, maybe Chuma Osniki. That, that's terrible. So I apologize. But rather than playing a 38% Julian Champagny, the exact same case is made. It, like, I 100% agree with Saber Sim on Chuma Okiki going to slightly outscore Champagny. So, I mean, granted, I'm sure he's more expensive. $700 more expensive. That's why everybody's on Champagny. But what if Champagny has one of those games? Y'all know the ones. He's not very good. He needs the minutes. He needs to scrap into like five stocks, which he's trying to get. He's like Al Sar out there with the stocks, but he doesn't get them, man. This could be quite a road to hoe for you Champagne people today. You can see, I mean, you Champagne people. I'm definitely matching the field. He's a good value. It's just not like, I don't want to go, okay, I'll be a little bit of a fade on Champagne for the reasons I said earlier, mostly because I just think these other games could be better. I think we've got better value possible. Do we have any questionable, I mean, we have questionable Lakers as always. No real fun. Nothing really besides Atlanta starters, I guess, we could get late news on. So not as much of a late news slate as as yesterday, more of a strategy slate today, I think. Um, and for me, the strategy is uh, play LaMelo Ball. And uh, beyond that, play the guys who are in better spots. So I think the field is inadequately adjusting to court IQ at the stage in the season. So that's that's this is the time. This is the time where we have hundreds and hundreds of minutes of samples and people are not using them. I saw Jake Anderson making a tweet about this yesterday, too, like, you know, people can't are using historical numbers for their fantasy points per minute. They go back years in ways that they would make fun of if you did that for like, oh, well, you're betting the props tonight based on how they've done against the Pacers at home or something. You know, if you use that logic, you're a real chump. Don't do that. That's not how sports works. Nobody ever works like that. Home away splits even are very questionable. Don't do that. Um, that's not part of sports. Um, it's a way to chop up statistics so that you get things that are interesting to talk about. But don't think of it further than that. It's a smaller set. You should be less confident in any conclusion you draw than from the bigger set. Okay, now that I've yammered my way into completely and permanently being against using splits, which I don't know if I, I don't know if I really feel that way inside. We'll see. Um, but I don't really have too much more to say at this late at this time. I mean, you play the guys who get a boost. Oh, uh, Nick Richards, people, what is this disrespectful projection? 20, 28 points. I mean, like he's he's playing significant minutes for this team. Like, let's go to Charlotte. If he doesn't get in foul trouble, he can play like huge mega minutes and smash. So, I mean, I think they got blown out. So, you, well, yeah, let's see what he was on pace for in the first half. Look at this. This is outrageous. We got eight minutes plus another eight minutes stint. Eight and a half. So he was on pace for 32 and he got there even with the blowout. So, I mean, he could have gotten an extra three and a half. You got to have him for 34 and a half minutes. They just don't like. What, what are they projecting for? I mean, I know LaMelo's back, but it doesn't affect Nick Richards' points per minute. 
Yeah, they just got him for 30 minutes. That's just a mistake. He should be for like 35, 36 in a competitive game. So I need more Nick Richards. I need to be over the field on Nick Richards. And I need you to be over the field on Nick Richards too because it's just like, what are we doing? Mark Williams is going to come back someday. And I mean, like when he does, then we can get off Nick Will Nick uh, Richards. But until then, what, is P.J. Washington going to eat into his minutes? Oh, is LaMelo going to get a bunch of rebounds now? What's the case? I mean, like, Lamelo still needs to feed the post to get open. Otherwise, that guy's going to come double him out there for three. All right. Now that I've made kind of a ham-fisted case for, for why you need to play Nick Richards so bad, I will note I have capped him at 30%, and this, this stand of mine is roughly 2x the field. That's how strong I feel about it. My Chuma Okiki stand, by the way, approaching 100x the field. Seems a bit bold. Let's go down to 50, 50x the field. I don't think 0.04%, though. I don't think that's reasonable for Chuma. I think we'll have a slightly stronger field than that. Siakam is supposed to make his start today, right? Yeah, for Indiana. So we'll see how that goes. People like to feature their 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 new guy. So I'm definitely playing some of the new guy. Um, besides that, you play... Oh, yeah, up at the top, the projections up there just weren't right. So make sure you're you're uh, honing these. I, I didn't get any AD, but AD needs to be higher than LeBron. Um, you know what? Let's look lower this now. Now that I'm seeing, this is probably why we're getting so much LaMelo. Yeah, let's get him at like, I don't know, 40% is fine for LaMelo. Yeah, he doesn't have to be core. He's just a good play. Yeah, get to some LeBron. Get to, I mean, like, that's defensive, I think. I, I think I'd rather be, I don't know. Oh, this is only 20? I meant to be making 30. I got 30 spots for lineups today. So let's see. Yeah. Okay, good. That gets me a little bit of everybody there. Okay. That's that's why I like this 30 to 40 region of uh lineups. I've been playing it more because like, you know, I like to spread it around, have have one lineup that's going nuts somehow because it's got Anthony Davis in it. Because I think up at the top, what I was gonna say is the Jokic and Embiid have a higher ceiling than everybody else. Like the the median of their smash game is higher. Like the, I mean, I've seen Anthony Davis do the high game, it's just not at the top of his projections for me, not at the top of whatever implied probability distribution of Anthony Davis points that like, if you have an ensemble of Anthony Davises who are playing this game a thousand times, right? That's the Sim situation. So I think he's just got to be above LeBron and he's slightly below Jokic and Embiid. Um, but at this point he's like smashing. Uh, yeah. And then beyond that, you don't have to, nobody else needs adjustment really. Halliburton's back. What? questionable i'm gonna question that i don't i don't think it, I, we'll see if he's back he i thought he was still injured um i, I, I saw something even five to ten days didn't we get that news whatever i hope he's back I, i'm glad he's glad he's close but don't don't trade on that information i don't think that's right and that probably means assuming we get halliburton ruled out news well, what's going on with that hold on halliburton halliburton what's the last we've got on underdog how do I search uh, underdog on desktop? So we don't have, he didn't play yesterday and we don't have any news. So why is he being projected in? Pretty absurd to me. I would assume he would give all those guys one more day and then take a break because they played yesterday. So they can't play again tomorrow. Right. I mean, so anyway, we'll see what happens with the uh, Indiana guys, but I guess there is a late news spot and the late news spot is Indiana guys. Um, so keep an eye out for, if you have any wiggle room left, you could play for that scenario, right? I mean, it's pretty nuts that this native projection is projecting all of these guys who just missed yesterday in. 
I guess they're saying that Siakam's here, so now everybody's ready or whatever. But to me, I don't know, guys. I don't know if Halliburton's going to make it back today. I don't know if Nesmith is going to be ready for sure. If I mean, if Nemhard's going to be ready for sure. And if they're all not there, even with Siakam in, I think it's still got to be TJ McConnell day. Dude is smashing like nuts, crazy town every time he gets minutes. So, I mean... In fantasy land, I understand. I mean, they doubled him last game. Did y'all see? Anyway, it's absurd that people are doubling TJ McConnell in the year of our Lord 2024. I mean, anytime, at any time, you've got to be able to put up a hand, dude. Come on, man. I would be disappointed if TJ McConnell got to the hole on me. And I mean, granted, that's because I have this ego or whatever confidence that's completely unfounded. But also, I am 6'8", and I think I can stop a guy who's 5'11", unless he completely blows past me in a way that I shouldn't be embarrassed about. So... Anyway, TJ McConnell, I guess this is me officially challenging you in the offseason to come out to uh, Brentwood School for a fun game. Probably shouldn't name drop actual places, but okay. All right. Um, I got nothing more to say. This slate, if it develops into something wild late, now I think that Indiana news, man, What what is going to happen with those guys? I'm thinking about it now, but I'm also thinking, I don't know. You know what I'm not going to do? Now that I know there's Indiana news, San Antonio, I'm going to completely unclick guys like Champagny, like really bad value early. I don't need that. I might have really good value later. You know what I mean? So I'm completely unclicking anybody who's in an early game and is valued. So because we could have good value later. You know what I mean? Like Chuma Okiki. Another example of someone who just seconds ago I was saying is a great, great value, blah, blah, blah. I want to be over the field. I don't want to be as much over the field on Chuma Okiki at this time. I think I might be slightly mispronouncing it, and my apologies if I am. But early game value, I think you should be skeptical of in favor of late news value, which is always more valuable. And we got seven games, so there's plenty of time for late news. The 731 is on the slate. Maybe some fish, fishy dudes, not ready for that. Um, oh, right. So, oh, I got a probable on Zach Collins. Wow, okay. So probable on Zach Collins probably pops him a little higher on the list here. Without Wembenyama, he's a smash. And he's a smash in limited minutes even. Like we're, if we're projecting him 24 minutes, I'd probably project him more like 28, but he is coming back from injury. Anyway, you want to you want to have some Zach Collins. He's a huge point per minute guy without Wembenyama. What was the uh, what was the number there? Let me go back to my new content. Without Wembenyama, Zach Collins is a 43 and 36. So that means if you give him 28. But they give him they give him 24. So this isn't appropriate in 24. But I could get over some Zach Collins if we if we are confirmed no limit, whatever. But I feel very pop popable. I feel like we're very popable on uh, Zach Collins, aka Popovich could do some some not that great block management. That would just be frustrating. Rogier is another guy who I think gets a little bit hurt by uh he's not on the list of guys who are the most hurt by him. But because uh, he doesn't really play the minutes alongside LaMelo that much. So he could still shoot his way to a, a monster blowout. All right. I'm done just looking at the random guys who I'm like taking a shot on. You get it. Shooters can shoot. If you get a shooter, you leave him in the pool. He could he go off any night. Um, if he's not a shooter in a, and uh, in an early game, you cap him at 15%. That's how you deal with. I was just saying, like, make sure you leave room for late value. And uh, remember, you're good enough. You're strong enough. And gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Might as well be... Yes, 